Let's get this bitch started. I said we got this. Flow stupid, yet the rhyme's so brilliant. Never could you bring the kid down, I'm too resilient. And fuck them biting ass niggas who be stealing. Y'all niggas copy my style like a chameleon. I'm a Brazilian, that's one in a million. Too high for ceilings, it's how I am feeling. What the blood clot? How did all these nug rocks have me looking dumb hot with my eyes all bloodshot? Now that's a mugshot in the making. No need for oven when you're waiting. Yo, 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 welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. H cubed up in this bitch. Yes, sir, yes, sir. We're back with another regular episode, man. And y'all know it's fucking Halloween week. You know what I mean? And I would normally be here with my man Cooper. But instead, I'm here with my man, Ash Ketchum, man. <laughs> Gotta catch you him know? all, nigga. <laughs> Listen, man, let me just start it off by saying, let me start the podcast by saying, uh, I'm scrolling through IG, I'm on, I want to say it was Saturday, <laughs> and who do I see but Black Ash Ketchum. Gotta love you. <laughs> Kudos to you, my man. That was, that was a tough outfit, man. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I was, I was, I was, they thought I was a shoe-in for like the best costume, but I actually didn't win. I was kind of blown. Don't you hate when that kind of shit happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> when in your mind you're like, "Yo, there, there's no way I'm not about to win this." When like your man just like glued a piece of like a piece of paper to his face and you know what I mean, did some whack shit. But then the one random nigga that you don't even really know that well comes in with the crazy outfit that just blows your shit out the water. And you're just like, "God damn." Well, let me tell you, the outfits that were that were the 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 running up to win were uh, Napoleon Dynamite. Hold on, your man that was in the picture? Yep. And nah, then your job was better, dog. My boy Patrick came as Patrick Star, literally a like a onesie like bait like uh not bathing suit, a onesie like pajama suit of Patrick with a little <laughs> and then he had a Patrick hat on with his eyes in his mouth. And then um Blunt Man from Blunt Man and Chronic from the Jay and Silent Bob joints. Okay, okay. And uh Blunt Man ended up winning the competition. I ain't mad at that. I'm not mad at that. I ain't mad at that. But I will say, okay, did your jacket come with the Pokemon already, like, stitched to it? or is that No, I had to buy the Pokemon separately. So I had, like, I imagine Ash's shirt, his little blue shirt. I have yeah. uh, Pikachu, and I think it's called Piplub, on, on each shoulder. And then I've got all of the fucking uh, badges, badges yeah. on the right side of my chest, or on the left side of my chest, I think. And um, I got his hat, I got his belt with the Pokemon belt buckle, and I got a Master Ball and a Hyper Ball. Attached to the belt. Uh, and then I also had, you couldn't see it in the picture, obviously, because it was a picture. But in the background, I had a motherfucking Bluetooth speaker in Ash's little green backpack that I, I have a green backpack that was like, uh, I want to be the very best. The no. <laughs> I was on it, dog. I'm mad that they didn't give you first place now, because, nigga, that, that, that's official. See, to <laughs> me, you could go, I don't get me wrong, kudos to everybody that was at that Halloween party. My man, uh, you know, your man came as a Patrick joint, blah, 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 right? But I feel like the Patrick thing, okay, you know, it's cool. His name is Patrick, and, you know, he played as Patrick. But, my nigga, you put in the time, you put the fucking the Pikachu on the joint and the, and the, the other joint. Dog, that joint was fire, though. I ain't going to lie. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody seems to love it. I got a lot of props off that joint. So, thank you, everybody who's seen it and who has said, said something. You know, appreciate it very much. Listen. Because I don't dress I, up that, for Halloween often. That That's coming from a nigga who's worn. I remember I got this fucking outfit last minute, like, Five years ago, just so I could get into like some kind of club that it was like, yo, you need to have a costume to get in or some shit. <laughs> and I remember I was like, fuck it, let me just get the most simplest thing I could just throw over my fucking regular clothes. Yep. And I was a fucking beer bottle for like 
five years. And, uh, <laughs> what a beast. Very, min- very minimal effort, let me just say. You just throw it over your shit, and you're out of here. Dog. Hey, a costume is a costume in my eyes, sir. Hey, might be true, but but kudos to you, man, for, for going all out. That joint was dope, man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. If man. y'all haven't seen it, go ahead. Show a man love on IG. You know what I mean? He got the post up there. Yes, sir. Gang, gang. Hey, hey. All right, well, let's go ahead and start this episode. Dope. I guess, yo, let's just start because it's right here on my heart with Kanye West. Mm. And it's like, it's like, I don't want to say, it's not sweet victory and it's not sweet revenge, but it's just like just desserts, I guess is what the what the phrase would be. <laughs> where, okay, Kanye now got dropped by his bank. Kanye yeah. got dropped by his talent agency, CAA, which is one of the biggest talent agencies in the motherfucking country. For sure. Um, now, Vogue and Anna Wintour several ties with Kanye because of his anti-Semitic rants. And you know Anna Wintour is the motherfucking bitch when it comes to fucking fashion out here. For sure. So, you know. I'm going to be honest with you. How big she is in this world is that I don't even know what she looks like, but I know her name. Yeah. No, she looked, I mean? She literally looked like Ed, Edna Mode. Like, to me, she always just reminded me of Ed, Edna Mode. Is that is that the 101 Dalmatians? Joint? No, that's the, the Incredibles, the one that makes the costumes. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I know exactly. She always, she got the exact same haircut as Edna. Like, always has that same haircut. Okay, say less. I I think I know you're talking about. Uh, And then, of course, uh, what is this? Uh, Balenciaga also severed ties with Kanye. So, this is just all around, just, he's losing his business, basically. Like, he's losing everything that's making him money. And then to the the coup de gras the coup de grace the coup de gras i don't remember how to say it exactly but the shit that puts the whipped cream on top is mm-hmm. that he went hollering and screaming to to uh charlemagne the god <laughs> talking about trying to help get him to like basically stop uh what's that boy's name pete davidson from fucking with kim and then ended up shouting on the call, you let that white boy with a big dick fuck my wife and you're not trying to help me? I was like, bro, when I heard that, I said, you know what? Kanye's done. Like, Kanye is not only embarrassing himself so much on the social aspect of life, but on, on the business <laughs> aspect of life, he's killed himself, like, just committed, like, straight business suicide. Yeah. The whole shit is just like... How much worse could it be for Kanye and how much more is he going to be in the spotlight and is he going to be like a feature and are people really going to defend him like they have been? Are they going to go to like the R. Kelly extent where people just don't give a fuck and they're just defending Kanye because Kanye, because he good, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I will say this though, right? I've seen a lot of artists and let me not say a lot. I've seen a handful of artists come out and pretty much speak against uh Kanye, even like the more like you know ones that you would think wouldn't really have this kind of stance because they probably wouldn't care about you know what he was saying. But okay. one of them being one of them being Kodak Black. Okay, you know, and Kodak Black, you know, obviously has had his issues in the in the media as well. But nonetheless, he came out and said that Kanye's tripping and hell no, nah, we ain't voting for Kanye. We need Trump back in in office. Oh wow, you know. You know, but Kodak is always gonna have Trump in his back pocket because he let he legitimately pardoned his prison sentence. Of so course, of course. I'm not even really too upset about that. But we also have uh 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 what the hell's his name? Um Black Boy JB, who for those of y'all that don't remember who that is, had that one song with uh with Drake, uh stay uh still alive. Oh damn. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but he yeah, him. But he came out and uh he pretty much was like, yo, like 
Why are we listening? To, why are we putting so much emphasis on what Kanye is saying? Da, da, da. Pretty much just speaking up against what he was saying. Uh-huh. And I and to top it all off, right? I'm sure there have been multiple other people of within the culture, and one of them you just mentioned, Charlemagne the God. Uh-huh. He has been animately, I think that's the right word. Yeah. Uh uh adamantly. Adamantly, uh, there you go. Uh speaking against just everything that Kanye is doing right now. Uh this is somebody who, you know, you just mentioned has Kanye has his phone number, so I'm assuming it's somebody that's at least relatively close to the situation in the sense where you know he could reach out to talk to them if he if he you know needed to. Yeah, and yeah, you know he came out and was like, obviously he said <laughs> he let the funny cat out the bag with what he said about you know and, and dog. Let, let, let's be real, dog. That just speaks on the levels, and this is funny because this is coming from somebody who's always been known as cocky. Mm-hmm. Kanye has always been known to be this cocky person, but you know what they say about people that are cocky, dog? That is really just a mask for their insecurity, dog. Yep. That's all it really is. And I think that with Kanye saying that about fucking Skeet Davidson, <laughs> about him having allegedly having a big dick, it's like, dog, do you sound how fucking embarrassing and pathetic you sound? I'm telling by- you. By by being like, yo, you're letting this white guy with a ten inch dick run around and fuck my wife, like, like no, you was... your wife is letting a nigga white nigga yeah. with a ten inch dick coming around and fuck her. That's what's letting. Yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, dog. You know what that's like, right? That's like if you like one of your man's man's is now fucking like your ex girlfriend, mm-hmm. and it's like, dog, what do you expect me to do? This man does not owe you any loyalty at all. Just because I owe you loyalty. Does not mean that my man owes you loads. Exactly. And, that, and, and kids, for those of y'all that are a little bit younger, that's one of the rules that you need to remember. Just because your man, man just because somebody is your man's man, does not mean that he's your man. Exactly. And, and what does that mean? That means that you don't bring him in your house, you don't bring him around your family, and you definitely don't bring him around your bitch. All right. Uh-huh. So, and um, but yeah. So again, a lot of people are coming out and speaking up against this situation. Um, it is, I, th- I think it's a sad situation all around just because it only seems like it's going downhill. Now, what would really set like a flame to everything were to be if, um, if both Gap and Adidas dropped Kanye. Now, the problem with that is right, that these companies are probably way too money hungry to do that. And the reality of it is that adidas with the exception of a few collabs here and there with the exception of like the shell toes which i'm sure still sell pretty regularly like adidas ain't fucking with nike you yeah. know what i mean like like yeah. that's just like the reality of things uh nike has way too nike has travis scott nike has jordan nike has a bunch of different nba players and it, it's just always been the more like cool hip thing to wear at least for me growing up so but with with Kanye, they have Yeezy now. So are they really going to sever ties with one of the people who has essentially kept them relevant throughout these last four or five years? Because the reality of it is, you you know, we can say what we want about Kanye, but Kanye has kept Adidas relevant in these last four or five years. Like, there's just no question about that. As somebody who's embedded into the sneaker culture, I can honestly say that, and I truly believe that, that – um, that Yeezys are are the lifeline of Adidas right now, at least when it comes to sneakers. 
But I mean, so, are you going to risk keeping someone just because, you know, their sneakers were selling good? They go on this whole rant like this, this whole terror of craziness. I, I mean, people are dropping them left and right. I mean, even if the shoes still sell, first of all, are they going to still sell at the levels that they were selling before? And second of all, is it worth it to keep him on your roster when, you know, who knows what's not going to be available to Adidas and anything affiliated with Adidas if they keep Kanye on the roster? So I guess, I mean, and, and it sucks because it's like they I, you have to think of it in the business model. Like, OK, is the is it is it worth it financially to keep him and his designs yep. for his brand? Or is it just easier to let him go in the long run and blah, blah, blah. We'll take the loss and come up with a new strategy later, blah, blah, blah. It's hard to say what they're going to do if they're going to do anything. I would probably say as many people that are dropping uh, dropping him right now, I pretty much say that Kanye is uh, probably in the toilet when it comes to Adidas. <laughs> Oh yeah, but they and, probably have I mean, some type of ridiculous buyout clause in his thing for like if they if they terminate the partnership early, and they're probably going to owe him a rack of money. And that's and, and again, you know, I think we both agree that at the end of the day, money is going to be the ultimate deciding factor. It isn't going to be morals. It isn't going to be what they stand on or what they don't stand on. It's Adidas is going to weigh out what in the long run is going to make them more money: cutting ties with Kanye or keeping him around. Exactly. And I'm not financially literate enough to you know say what may or may not work or or or, or anything like that but it is safe to assume that both uh stances have their risks and you know i'm sure somewhere in the world adidas higher-ups are having a conversation similar to what we're having trying to decide you know is it worth keeping this guy around yeah i'm now, pretty sure and you know obviously you mentioned balenciaga you mentioned uh, uh, Anna Wintour. You mentioned uh, Vogue is, is her company, right? Yes. Uh, you you know, Vogue. And, and on top of that, right, you mm-hmm. had Kim K come out and pretty much make a statement, which, uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, pretty much it, it just says that she stands against any statements of, of hate mm-hmm. towards any group of people specifically mentioning, uh, you know, Jewish people right now, because that's that's what he was mentioning. And calling now, for the violence against him to stop. Exactly. Exactly. Now. All right. Here's here's one an argument that I have heard right now. We're not essentially talking about what he said. We're talking about the 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 the, the lash lashback of what he has said. But mm-hmm. going back to what he said. Right. I've heard people make this argument and it is very true that, you know, YouTube will remove these videos for anti-Semitic uh, statements or, or whatever the case may be, right? But they don't review, like, a video like Who I Smoke, which is, I don't know if you remember the song Who I Smoke, but pretty much, it was pretty much, like, murder raps of, like, these young, like, 17, 18-year-olds rapping about, like, other people that they've killed. Like, drill music, essentially. Oh, like, wow. Drill- like, and, and, you know, you could say that, okay, saying anti-Semitic messages can cause violence and cause, you know, other kinds of issues or whatever, but rappers are still able to put out music in which they diss the dead ops, like no problems, which 100% keeps the cycle of whatever issues they got going on keep going. So I mean, Yeah, that's facts. You know what I mean? So, again, <clears throat> an argument that people make is it's kind of crazy that they're taking a stance for anti-Semitic uh, things like this, but not for things which harm the black community, you know, which is ultimately what hip hop revolves around. So, 
you know, it, it's just kind of crazy. An argument to be had a, another day because ultimately what we're talking about today is just Kanye's uh, just downfall. I can't really think of any other way to to state it, but that's just really what's going on. I mean, that's really the only thing that you can call it at this point because, I mean, what else is it? Like, everything is crumbling around this man. It is nothing but a downfall. Like, everything that he's saying is insane. He's hanging around people that people already don't like and don't trust. Mm-hmm. So what else are you supposed to say about it? Like, it's just like, this is the end of Kanye West as we knew him. Like, I, you know, whatever. At this point, like, to, to me, honestly, he's a lost cause. I'm just, at this point, we're just seeing how many more fires have been set and how far the blaze is going to go uncontrollably before it stops. Like, I'm going to be honest with you, right? Like, this is the point where, like, you know, and if anybody's had a situation like this where, like, a family member or a friend even has a drug issue has an alcohol issue or something, and you try to be there as much as you physically can. Mm -hmm. But it comes a point in time where being there for somebody harms you more than, you know, than you can withstand. Just being around this person, it just brings you down, and it's just not, it's not a good thing for you to be around this. So it comes a point in time where everybody is like, you know what, I love you, but I just can't be around you anymore. Exactly. And I do feel like a lot of people, fans alike just with people in the in, in the media are at that point with kanye where they're like look man like yeah. you provided so many great memories for us growing up just throughout the years so many great things that you've done but the reality of it is that i just can't rock with you no more like, like yeah. i can't listen to you like to be honest with you right dog if you had told me 10 years ago in 2012 which i believe is when the easiest album came out mm-hmm. um yo like there's like two or three four hour long kanye interviews on youtube right now one being a drink champs one or i guess two drink champ ones and um and the one that he did with the british guy i don't know if you've seen that joint or, or seen of that oh joint. the pierce morgan joint pierce morgan i joint, heard yeah. a, like a little clip from it but i haven't seen the actual interview and I, I probably won't yeah i probably won't either and to be honest like like i said 10 years ago i probably would have watched every minute of it because at the time, that was still Kanye. Mm-hmm. He might have still been, you know, crazy a little bit, but like there was still some substance to things that he was saying. And right now, it just seems like a manic episode of him just spewing out anything that comes to mind, like exactly. absolutely anything. So, hey, I don't know. Well, we might have to leave that man on the back burner unless something really, really disastrous or new pops up. Because, I mean, we can't really, like, we're basically just regurgitating the same shit that we said last week about him. So, <laughs> at this point. Yeah. It's no, just no, like we're sure. adding yeah. to it. But, I mean, hey, you know, eh, it might be time to take a step back from Mr. West and just, like, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, and you're right. We did say a lot of this the, uh, last week. But I did think it was important just to cover yeah. the little bit that we did cover that was new about him losing uh, business ventures with multiple different people. I mean, and, money know, ventures too, dog. Money, money ventures, ventures, humongous money ventures, and you know, I guess, I guess, only time will tell where where those will keep going. So very true. Well, on a good note, positive note, refreshing note, yes. French Montana receives uh, an innovator award for raising over two hundred million dollars for Ugandan healthcare. And mm. it's from a thing. It's from a franchise called the Pen- Pencils of Promise Gala. Uh, basically, in 2018, he donated 500,000 to uh, the. I think it's called the Subi Center, and I apologize if I said if I mispronounced it. Uh, which is a, which was an underfunded maternity uh, uh, health clinic and children's health clinic in Uganda. 
And mm. since then, he's worked up to 200 million in donations for them and the surrounding city. So, like, that's fucking awesome. This all started yeah. because he did the unforgettable video with Sway Lee and they filmed it in Uganda. And that's how everything started. Hey, listen, you know, I think that a lot of people, when they think about French Montana, they just think of somebody who's like a the most average midi kind of rapper <laughs> who who like he gets carried on songs and he he kind of has like you know just like that feel to him but yeah. when i heard this news i was real happy man and i was proud and i kind of take back the feeling that i you know i guess sort of had for french montana even though it was very minimal but still nonetheless yeah you know what i mean i, I think he deserves his kudos and mainly because he did it silently yeah you know? that's what i was gonna say you can never really I guess judge a book by its cover because you get shit like French Montana and everything that we didn't know he was doing. Hell no. And that's like, it's really awesome to see. Like I've always given kudos when rappers go back and they, you know, what if whether it's for their community, uh, whatever needy community it is, wherever it is in the world, I've always big up to people like that, like Akon all over Africa. You know, mm -hmm. doing making better things, even trying to build Akon City, which I heard is supposed to be really ridiculous and self sufficient power wise. Uh, yep. Also, the Kodak Black going back to his old project, paying mm -hmm. people rent, buying them AC units in the summer, yep. you know, help just helping the people out. And it's just the little things that really people need. It's just, it literally is just the little things to make people's lives better. So, for like, sure. I can't do anything but give praises to French for that. And he, uh, to me, he deserves the award. Like, and I hope to see him, you know, increase his work and do, you know, where, wherever he feels like he needs to go next. You know what I'm saying? Just, yeah. Just, you know, keep spreading that help, spreading that love because we need need more of that in this fucking world right now like everywhere you go is nothing but hate we need more more love and like this and you know not for nothing but like the fact that he filmed the unforgettable video in uganda and he came to pay it back because mm -hmm. the reality of it is that that song most likely changes life yeah. like he was he was probably already rich like like i'm not doubting oh, yeah. he was already like he was well probably rich but that song probably made him what he made his entire career up to that point, maybe even two, three times over that, you know, because oh, yeah. of how huge that song was. Cause that song was huge. Oh, that was a worldwide song. Yeah, for sure. Like there's no question about it. And, and I wouldn't be surprised if it's still one of those, well, it is still one of those songs that if you play at a party or whatever, you know, it still gets, it, it's, it, it's, it's a really big song. Oh yeah. And, and you know, everybody likes to argue about, you know, this, all it really is is a Sway Lee song that he threw uh, through to French Montana and people like to, you know, brush that joke off. But <laughs> again, he could have just taken the money he made from it and ran off and bought jewelry and bought cars and bought God knows what else with it. But like you just said, it, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to, you know, find in his heart to, to, to put that money to good use, man, at least some of it. So exactly. which is a lot, a lot more than a lot of other people are doing so. And I, I'm I'm glad I'm glad you know this is all because you know I'm going off of how you know French French is rich and everything. Mm -hmm. I often wonder how rich French should be because he first started out under Bad Boy, and we all have heard mm -hmm. the the different <laughs> shit with Diddy. And I actually saw I mean it's a little bit of a side note, but I saw I was watching this thing on YouTube the other day and it was talking about like the rise and fall basically of bad boy records and like how artists did over time on bad boy records. And it's like an artist, you could be lucky to have two, two, two albums on bad boy <laughs> handful of Jones. And then of course the Jones that you did for like the bad boy and the family album, whatever, whatever. And then you just basically disappear into obscurity. And this is what I've noticed. Like 
Biggie, or obviously he was killed after his, before right before his second CD was released. So blah blah blah. Yeah. Mace yeah. only had two albums under Bad Boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Craig Mack only had two albums under Bad Boy. I think yeah. G. Depp only had one album under Bad Boy. Actually, Shine only had one album under Bad Boy. Lil Kim only had two albums under Bad Boy. Wasn't Black Rob on there too? Black Rob, but I I don't even know if he had two albums under Bad Boy. I think one twelve. I think they had three. I think maybe Carl Thomas had two or three. Uh, Faith Evans only had two. You know, like Dream only had two. Nigga, the uh, locks. The locks only had two, or only had one. Had, had no, they had one. They only did uh, that first joint. The We Are the Streets. Oh, money, was pa- under, money power. Was, yeah, yeah, right. We right, Are the Streets right. was under uh, what you call it? Rough Riders. Yeah. Who else am I th- trying to think of? But basically. It went through all of the careers of all of these people and then all of the issues that happened. Even, oh, even with the band, like, you know, him getting rid of the band and putting them together mm-hmm. and all the shit that he put them through. <laughs> and it was like just bringing up all these things where Puffy is a bully. He's this. He's that. Blah, blah, blah. blah. And it was just going through all this different shit about him through all the years. And literally, apparently, there's only three artists currently signed to Bad Boy Records right now. French Montana, MGK, and some like rapper singer chick who I've never heard of because she's never been put out there because bad boy records. <laughs> Cause there was some pop star, like when he made, he made a boy group after he made the girl group dream or oh, he made dream. And then he made, I think Danny Kane. And then he came up with a, another, another group. I can't remember what they were called. And at the same time, he had some like skinny white dude that was supposed to be like a solo singer, like a solo pop R&B singer. And the dude, the white boy was just like, yeah, we never really got anything going on. I never I think I was there for like five or six years and never, nothing ever happened. And I just ended up getting out of the label. Blah, blah, blah. And I've read books uh, by different artists who said they came in to be a rapper and was promised blah, 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 and ended up being there for like eight to 10 years and only did nothing but write lyrics for Puffy to rap. And all this other stuff. So it was actually a very interesting thing. I really wish I could remember what the fuck it was called so I could pick up this person on YouTube. And if y'all wanted to listen to it, go to it. But just look up like the rise and fall of Bad Boy Records on YouTube. You'll probably find it. I think it's about 30 minutes long, maybe 45 minutes long, something like that. It was pretty long. But right. uh, it's it was like it was like a real interesting look. And like someone did like a really, really deep. It's the only time I've ever seen anybody do a real deep dive into actual like looking at what happened with all these artists and how long they had with the label and how many singles they had out and you know just all that other shit and then all the shit that they had to deal with because puffy had problems with everybody especially in groups it was ridiculous yeah um you know i'm looking through the list of people here and it is a ridiculous amount of people that (sighs) were artists that like were talented at a certain point in time because like even danity kane i feel like had a little moment danity kane had a huge moment even dream who was like less known than danity kane they had they had their like three big hits and shit like bad boy was known for putting out hits but they just couldn't sustain artists and if they could sustain artists and continue making hits over time like bad boy would have been the big like one of the biggest labels of all time look at how yep. much fucking artists have been through that label and, and and i feel like it's hard not to point the finger at diddy you know what I mean? Like, it, like when 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 all evidence has it pointing towards him, it's just like, bro. And I mean, it's just like I feel like it's kind of like the Jerry Jones syndrome, where it's just like he's the boss, but like he got his fingers too much in everything. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And it's just like sure. he sees it one way, and he's not really cultivating his artists. Like Puffy came up on like the the gangster hip hop shit, right? That was mm-hmm. his whole lane. Puffy don't know nothing about no pop groups. 
know what I'm saying? Like the R and B groups, he did he did better with like with Total and all of them. But like it still wasn't like the rappers did better than the art than the R and B artist on Bad Boy. Period. Let's just say right. that. Like most yeah. of the like Faith Evans really really blew up after she left Bad Boy. Like okay. she became huge huge after. Uh, Lil Kim became huge huge again after she left Bad Boy. Like she was huge when she was on Bad Boy, but she like you know got even bigger after she yeah. left. And that just seemed to be a, a a consistent thing. And it's like Bad Boy has like you said incredible talent. There is an incredible roster on mm-hmm. Bad Boy Records. It's one of the most severely underutilized rosters of oh, yeah. all time. And it's simply because Puffy cannot manage more than one artist at a time. And it's crazy because you could argue that you know he might actually have a good ear for talent as far as musically mm-hmm. but the on the managerial side of things it's where it all just falls apart you know yeah. what I mean? so that's the, the crazy thing about it that it, it, it's like if maybe puffy's ego wasn't as too big to have somebody that could probably help him manage you know these people yes and, and, you know what i mean but but people are so caught up on doing it on your own you know what I mean? And, and getting it from the dirt, getting it from the mud. But, yo, the most successful people know how to put the right people in place to get them the best oh, yeah. results so that they don't have to be in every intricate detail of everything. Let me tell you, though, I 100% just being at my job for the last five, six months now, I've realized that, dog, that motherfuckers is in them positions, dog. They're there for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they're not afraid or scared of how it's gonna look that they have other people doing other things like no dog like that's their fucking job exactly so yeah i agree 100 percent. and i I, you know hey diddy i'm sure he's well off financially uh, 10 times over right but uh, but um but but all in all like you said all these other artists you know with the exception of maybe like six or seven artists in in the whole uh, bad boys roster is, is is not really popping anymore. You know what I mean? So, yeah. And I mean, I, honestly, I would. Yeah, I you I agree. It's it's really sad, and because uh, they could have like some of these artists like Dream could still be big. Like they could be on like the end of their shit because they came out in like the two thousands. If they had stayed one of those like the biggest girl groups in the world, like the Spice Girls or something, they could have gone on for yeah. at least ten years. You know what I'm saying? Like. Like these, these are people that could have been performing, like like you said, their last couple tours, mm-hmm. uh, at, at like a Verizon Center mm-hmm. or something like that. But instead, they're doing like the nine thirty club. Yeah, they're doing the Fillmore. And you know, the saddest thing is Puffy did a whole like year and a half worth of Bad Boy reunion tours, and didn't have half the artists from his original roster on there. There was no the band. There was no Dream. There was no Danity Kane. There was no whatever those boy groups were. There was no the band. Uh, what was his name? Shine. Well, uh, Shine. They got him to do. Uh, I think when they were in Brooklyn, they did the first one in Brooklyn. They had him. Uh, yeah. Satellite in. Uh, I, I heard that that show was like everybody, or like at least a good portion of people. Uh, they still didn't have Black Rob there. They didn't have uh, Craig Mack oh, yeah, there. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of the original artists, excluding of course Biggie. Like you know, they did not have them. And I want to say that Lil Kim almost didn't do it. Yeah, and I think that was around the time where Black Rob was not doing so well health-wise. And yep. then they made it a thing that, like, yo, like, how did y'all not, especially Diddy, you know, offer a handout or something to have him show up and, you know, maybe put some money in his pocket mm-hmm. and get, get him the attention that he needed. Uh, you know what I mean? And unfortunately, he ended up passing, so it's kind of like, 
what the fuck, you but know he, what I mean? Also, they said the same thing to Craig Mack. They, they, he didn't offer him, and Craig Mack, I believe, was the first rapper to re- to be released on Bad Boy because he was released before Biggie was. That's crazy. I ain't right? know that. That's fucking crazy. That, like, his... Now, that... Somebody should do, like, a 30 for 30 on, on that because it's like, yo, what could have been with Craig Mack because had Biggie not come along and been fucking LeBron, you <laughs> yeah. know, Craig... Craig Mack might have been like, you know, like a really solid, you know, fucking artist in general. Yeah. I mean, I've heard both his albums and they're not bad. I mean, they're not, you know, awesome, vicious ass albums, but like he's got good cuts on all of them. So if they, Mm -hmm. but if Puffy would have took the time to refine the shit a little bit more and like, you know, like they said, Craig Mack was coming out with a second album and one interview and Craig didn't even know about it. You could see the surprise look on his face. The nigga double taked (laughs) on live TV. I was like, yo, what the fuck? So you know that like they didn't really have all of the heart and soul in it that they needed in it to really make it a classic album. Like we know that they could have just because, you know, Puffy wasn't, he wasn't all the way there when dealing with Craig Mack. Yeah, no, that's true. And especially if you've got new artists, like he had a, always had new artists, if you don't take the time to develop that talent and to, for them to get to know you and know that they can come to you without being fearful of you, of your like wrath and dumb shit, then you're right. never going to get the best out of your artists, no matter if they're singers, rappers, what the fuck ever. Nah, that's a fact, man. So, hey. That's a fact. But you know, Puffy out here is still talking about how he he treat all his artists good and everybody hey. eating that blah blah. But ain't nobody got money left but Puffy. So hey, hey, call it for what it is, man. Basically, <laughs> oh bum ass nigga stealing everybody <laughs> money ass having grubby nigga. Oh man, <laughs> it's just funny how Diddy's kind of become like a like a motivational speaker in a sense, like on, on Instagram. Yeah. Where like, you know what I mean? Brother and, and, love. And, and, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Jesus exactly. Christ. Oh, God. Well, I wanted to see what you thought about this. Uh, apparently, Drake and Mr. Savage of the 21 variety are yes, going hey. to be coming out with a new album, and it's going to be entitled Her Loss. Is that is that an album or is that a song? Well, it says and they're going to announce a, a joint Project. album. Okay. Yeah. So okay, yeah. what 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 do you think of a uh, Twenty One Savage Drake? Uh, what what do you what do you uh what do you see in the in the in your in your future crystal ball and shit? Listen, I'm gonna be honest with you. I've been a huge fan of Twenty One Savage since uh, I think it was Savage Mode, the first one that came out. Yeah, with the with the with the with the knife through the heart on the on the album cover. <laughs> yeah, like it, it's something about his. Now, obviously, his delivery is very monotone. Is very, you know, just straightforward i guess if you will yeah but it, it works and and, and I, i'm sure the producers i'm sure the engineers have something to do with you know making everything you know sound great because they always do of course and um yeah man i actually do think that 21 and drake do sound good together you know what i mean and for whatever it's worth i feel like 21 savage has gotten a lot better in his rapping ability like his 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 ability to change flows up his ability to just even do new flows because I feel like when he first started, it was kind of like the same kind of simple. Da, 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 da. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I do feel like uh, he's changed it up a lot. He's done a lot of creative shit on his last album mm-hmm. that I thought was pretty like, like even the joint where he does a little uh, ASMLR joint. Yeah. Kind of whispers on that joint. I thought that that was dope and that's creative and I thought it worked. So I think it's I'm I'm excited for it. You know what I mean? Like I, I and I think if anything, right, 
I'm excited because I think it does mean that we're going to get a little bit more rapping, you know, from Drake. And we all we all like a, a, a good rapping Drake. And on this show, you know, we love the rapping Drake. We're mm-hmm. not fans of the super singity. Uh, the last shit he put out, you know what I mean? He wasn't really too fond of that. Yeah. But I am hoping that with 21 on it, you know, it's going to be a little bit more rapping. Now, I will say that with the title, I'm a little confused. Her loss. Mm-hmm. Is it going to, you know... Is it going to be a lovey-dovey type How of Drake joint? is it going to be? <laughs> how Drake is it going to be? And how... Because I will say this, right? If you're a fan of 21 Savage, you will know that even though he is a savage, i.e. his name, yep, um, he is a savage with emotions and feelings because he does rap about, you know, girls and, you know, them doing him grimy and, you know, him just saying, fuck it, you know, I'm, I'm a ball without your stupid ass, you know what I mean? <laughs> and shit like that. So... I don't know. I'm 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 actually excited just to see how how uh, how this project comes about. I'm hoping that it's something that is roughly give or take between five to eight tracks at the most, because I think that again, when it comes to projects nowadays, they should be short, sweet, to the point. Especially a project like this, though, that's kind of like out of nowhere. You know, it should be five to eight solid good songs, not sixteen that half of it is eh, yeah well honestly i I, this is the one time that i think that i could actually give drake a lot of props and say that he will probably get 21 savage out of his comfort zone and get him to try a little bit more stuff and see what else he's capable of as an artist Mm -hmm. Uh, switch up flow styles and shit like that that's the like the major thing i can think that's going to come from this album I really don't know what else to expect from it because, like we said before, uh, if it's the rapping-ass Drake, then I'll be more inclined to want to hear it. If it's the yep. singing-ass Drake, I don't even know if the singing-ass Drake can can e- even match up like with a 21 Savage in a, in a, in a cohesive way. <laughs> like, yeah. So, I mean, I guess we'll just see right. what happens, but... We'll do a first listens on uh, when the joint oh, yeah. come out and uh, do do the first sure. do a for, uh, couple of the tracks on that joint to see if it's worthy of of gracing our ears. That's a fact, and yours and y'all's, of course. Of course, of course, of course. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Oh yes, so congratulations are due to Lil Baby. His newest album, "It's yes. Only Me." has topped the Billboard 200 with the biggest career first with his biggest career first week sales. Uh, he has debuted at number one with 216,000 units or album equivalent units, as they call it on the Internet. <laughs> and this is actually third of the year, which is going to which follows number one, which is Mr. Morale and the Big Steppers by Mr. Kendrick Lamar and Future with his album. I never liked you which sold 295,000 and 222,000 respectively. So he's literally knocking on Future's back door <laughs> with the album sales for the year. Hey, listen. I think we both agree that uh Lil Baby is in that upper echelon of rappers as far as how much they're going to sell, how much we're expecting them to sell. And this is artists such as, you know, Drake you know, future. Mm-hmm. Um, I would even say higher than Young Thug to a certain degree because even when Young Thug was releasing, he was getting like 100, 125, 150 on a good day, I feel. Yep. You know, maybe Gunna levels. Because I, 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 you could argue that Gunna, at least at the time before they got locked up, was hotter than Young Thug was. You know, because 
I think Young Thug, in a sense, took a step back and kind of worked on Gunner's career and kind of keeping that 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 shit moving or whatever. But big kudos to the, to little baby man. I, I, you know, even though I will say that I have heard mixed reviews from the album, mm-hmm. saying that it's kind of midi a little bit. Mm. But um, you know, this is it's an interesting place in his career because you know a lot of people, especially with the amount of music that people put out nowadays. People are gonna get bored if if you're not changing shit up. People are gonna get bored and and go on to the next artist. That's just the reality of things. Like you could be the number one artist in hip hop one year, and then in two three years you could be all the way forgotten about. So <laughs> basically, that shit runs by too quick. For sure. So I mean, definitely, you know, I, I still actually haven't listened to. I don't think too many, maybe one or two songs at the most from that from that uh, little baby album. But I do want to take a listen to it, you know, see see what that joint's hitting like, and uh, and yeah, hopefully hopefully that joint hard. I haven't heard anything uh, from this album yet. Honestly, I don't think I heard anything but the singles from Baby's last album. Yeah, so probably. I'm real far behind <laughs> when it comes to this stuff. For sure. Nah, I feel you. I feel you. But nonetheless, but I gotta check it out because if it's selling this much, it's like literally, it's the third best-selling album of 2022. Period. Yeah. For and sure. or at least in hip hop, because I don't know what the Beyonce sale numbers were, and I know Taylor Swift about to drop. So you know, <laughs> yeah. Hey, let's it. just let's just <laughs> jump into that because, and I think she actually already did drop, or is she about to? Is that? What? I think she is about to. That's what I heard earlier today. But I'll be hearing shit late as fuck, so I don't really know. Let me see. Hold on. Uh, but they're expected. She's she's expecting no. well over a mil. It, it it already dropped. Oh, there you go. It's called Midnight's, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know if you have. Do you have the numbers right there that that they're projecting? I don't. I just remember reading earlier that it was or hearing it earlier. It was supposed to be over a mil. All right, I think. Let me see. I have it right here. Uh, all right, so they're saying that she's projected to do one point five million first week. That's just which, album sales, my nigga. That is well streaming, streaming album, album sales. sales. Yeah, equivalencies. But yeah, yeah, exactly. But just to put that into perspective, that would be more than Drake, Bad Bunny, and Adele combined. Damn. Combined. People still now, rock hard for Taylor Swift like that? I was not aware. Like, what the fuck? I wasn't aware either. Damn. I, dog, she's like one of like the maybe five artists at the absolute most that could disappear and not put out music for like a couple years. And come back and fucking murder it, dog. Yeah. That is ridiculous, dog. Because a million out the gate. A million and a half. A million and a half out Nigga, the gate. Nigga. That's ridiculous. Artists, artists would kill for that half. <laughs> You're not lying, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and you just gracefully just brush that joint off. But, nigga, artists would kill for that half a million. Oh, freshmen. my God. And I... she's doing a million more than that. Jesus Christ. Okay, I give uh, it up to Taylor Swift. I mean, I don't really rock with no, your music, but, you know, go ahead, get your. I, look, I'm going to be honest with you, right? I'm just going to be all the way honest with you. I don't think this bitch is that, like, like that to be honest like i'm just gonna be honest like i don't think taylor swift is really like like i'm gonna be i think adele is way more talented as yes. far as the people from the yakubian race <laughs> yes. you know what i mean <laughs> she as is the most as, talented of the yakubs exactly as far as yakubs go 
I'm gonna have to rock with Adele. I think she's way more talented. I think her music just sounds better. There's more soul to it. I but think you gotta think. It, you gotta think. Oh, as much as we love Adele, and I know I love Adele too. She just got that poppy sound that's just gonna play well everywhere. Like people, I, only thing I I hate about um. I don't want to say I hate about Adele, but I hate about hearing about Adele is that everybody don't like to listen to her music because it's sad. And I can understand it. It's a certain vibe, but it's because she's a fucking vocal talent. She's not out here to make fucking pop records and shit like that, although she ends up making them. But, you know, yeah. she's not set out here to make a fucking shake it off like Taylor Swift does. Like, <laughs> you, when you go to Adele, you know you're about to get a vocal powerhouse, no matter what the fucking song is. With, yeah. with, with her, she's just out there just da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And now, you know, I'm not going to say she can't sing because she can sing. She can carry a tune. She can sing like Drake can sing. Basically, in my opinion. But hey, it's just like she got she got her fan base. You know, they love her. It's the same thing. I never thought, you know, Madonna was much of a singer, but people love Madonna. So, you know, hey, do your thing. I'd, I'd never shit on anybody and who they fucking like. But uh, it's just, I'm sorry. But, but, I just didn't know Kayla was still moving units like this. But here's my thing, right? With mm. Madonna now, I wasn't really around pay, or at least paying attention when the Madonna era was going on. Right? Yeah. But. I feel like at the least, from what I have an understanding of Madonna, is that she was kind of like a Lady Gaga in the sense of like, kind of like out there kind of. Mm -hmm. But yeah, she she broke a lot of uh, a lot of doors down, especially for sexual shit. Uh, yeah. She was always in the wild costumes and the mm -hmm. ridiculous over the top performances with the decorations and all that crazy shit. Yeah, Madonna was wild back in the day. Her and Janet Jackson used to. Oh God, I felt like just go back and forth with the wild ass performances. I, I believe it. And, and again, we don't got to think too far. It's crazy how the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl City thing mm -hmm. was like almost 20 years ago now. I know. And, that, and that's such a pop culture, like iconic moment in history. Yep. And I was right dead center right in front of the TV for that. Me too. <laughs> Nigga. And what's crazy about it, right, is that um, I don't remember if you could see the titty like on live if they were able to. Yes, you could. Up. Yes, you could. Okay, great because that they cut it like literally like two seconds after it popped off because she after it after he took it off she looked down covered it up and then they cut it right off. You know what's funny? So back in the day, for those of y'all that are born after two thousand five or <laughs> or in the two thousands even, yeah. But back in the day. If you wanted to rewatch something, you had to first of all re record that motherfucker uh -huh. on a VHS tape. So now, and the same goes for anything, not just TV, but anything. Yep. So, you know, my little, and I think I was probably like 11 or 12 at the time. So at that point in time, nigga, if you could see a titty, you was about to see that joint a million times. Over. As it wasn't many like now, as you possibly could. It wasn't like now where you went by your phone, you go to whatever your favorite porn site and you do what you got to do. It ain't, it wasn't like that. Mm -hmm. It was 2004, 2005, whatever year it was. And Janet Jackson had her titty pulled out by a fucking Yakubian devil, Justin Timberlake. <laughs> Who never and, got any backlash for it until at least like 10 years <laughs> later. Or maybe 15. Maybe 15, dog. He had like a whole prosperous career with all kinds of hits and shit. And niggas was not like giving him no kind of smoke for that. And dog. Janet Jackson was nowhere to be found. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, nah, bitch, but, go live on this fucking island over here. You can't be around here no more. But let me tell y'all, man, what a time to be alive in mm -hmm. 2005 or whatever you. that was, where where niggas was rewinding and pausing on the on the grainy VHS tape, 
with that of, that that metallic sun nipple ring. Uh huh. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Sucio boys. Gang gang. Sucio boys. All gang, day. Gang. <laughs> All right, y'all. So we gonna wrap it up with something a little bit more on the lighthearted side today. We gonna talk about my girl Glorilla. <laughs> now for those of y'all, that's Miss Miss F Miss F. FNF, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Fuck Nigga Free, you know, and she's out here doing her, uh, her, um, what is it called? Media runs and shit like that. Yep. And, and and I think if I'm not mistaken, I think she's in the UK, probably doing shows out there, probably doing the media runs out there, yep. you know, doing what every artist does when, when they're up and coming and getting their name out there. And, um, and let me just say, I love her personality off break. Like I've seen multiple videos of her. And I don't know. I think she's a breath of fresh air in a, in a, in a section of hip hop being women rappers that take themselves too seriously. And I think she's like a very down to earth kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, rapper or whatever. So kudos to her for that. But she was doing an interview for, I believe, like I said, a UK radio station. And <laughs> first of all, it's just funny how, People from the UK talk because you can just imagine somebody from Memphis with their accent. Yeah, oh God. Talk, <laughs> talking to somebody from London with a heavy British accent. Ain't, ain't nobody understanding nobody. Fuck no. So pretty much the, the radio host was saying, yeah, you know, the only thing about here is that foxes, you know, they be taking shits in your garden and shit. And then she was like, foxes? Like, I got foxes out here? <laughs> and, and, and I'm thinking when I'm hearing this, as somebody who lives in Maryland, like, dog, you've never seen a fox before? Oh, we got foxes over here even in D.C. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, we've all seen foxes before. Now, granted, you know, she is from Tennessee. So that is, you know what I mean? Like, I'm pretty sure foxes live in Tennessee woods. Is she Is she from Tennessee? Oh, she's from the South. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know specifically where she's from. But she's from the South. And maybe, I don't know, maybe there isn't foxes down there. I don't know. Maybe the climate up here allows for him to be up here. I have no idea. But it was just the funniest thing, the look on her face when (laughs) she was hearing that foxes exist and are normal and just run around (laughs) and take shits on people's lawns. And that's, I don't know. Y'all got to go see it. It's a lot funnier than me explaining it right now because (laughs) I don't know if I did. I don't know if I did it any justice. But, like, uh, you got to watch it just to see Glorilla's face. That's really what it yeah. is. Because her whole response to everything is just like, is you know she bullshitting me or? <laughs> Let me just play it real quick. All right. They hate foxes taking a poo in their garden. We've had people say all foxes. Foxes, yeah. <laughs> foxes. Oh, my gosh. The, the animal. The fox. animal, yeah. Y'all got them out here? Have you not seen one yet? Come to South London, hun. Come to South London, we'll show you. They're all a- normal. I'm telling you, they own the streets here. So they like dogs. Um, yeah, but just not domesticated. Although you will find some really weird British people who will pet a fox. So yeah, that's you know. They howl at night as well. So like you're trying to go to bed and at 2 a.m. it's outside. You don't you don't get foxes? Sorry, orange. They are orange <laughs> with a white tail. Sometimes, or I might just be thinking of the brush to be fair. <laughs> I can't believe it. Anna, I can't believe that you can't believe it. I can't believe it. <laughs> yeah, we knew boxes was real. We've had people <laughs> 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 
Okay, there you have it, folks. Did not know that foxes were real. That is crazy. And you know what's crazy? Like, y'all probably thinking that's some bullshit. But, dog, if you see the look on her face. I'm telling you, that's why you got to watch it. Because that shit, like, she's like, nah, y'all y'all are fucking with me. Y'all are fucking with yeah. me right now. <laughs> it's as if somebody told you that aliens just run around and <laughs> take shits on your lawn. <laughs> and somebody... and so, most people would probably be like, dog, you're fucking lying. Exactly. Like, there's no way. Y'all just, ha- and that's just normal. And nobody, nobody does anything about it. They just let it happen. Like, <laughs> yo. man, that's a fucking mess, yo. It's hilarious. Shout out, to, shout out to Glorilla, though, man. I fuck with her music. I've actually heard a, a song or two other than FNF. And I think she has some talent. I think her voice is a breath of fresh air. I think her personality is a breath of fresh air. And I'm all for it, man. So shout out to Glorilla, man. Right, shout out Glorilla. All right, y'all. We're gonna uh should be back next week with the album review for the game, the documentary. Yes. Uh we switched up uh which ones we were gonna do because uh that's what we, we need a little bit we need a little bit more time for the Kendrick joint because that joint is a little yeah. a little too a little too deep. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So we we're we gonna need some time for that. But not to say that the that the um that the game documentary album isn't uh, inextensive. Because, dog, let me tell you, that album, almost every single song has three verses on it. I agree. Yeah, yeah. And they're all and, sick of shit. <laughs> yeah. And and that just reminds me of a time when, of the third verse, you know what I mean? I feel like that's a, a whole thing that they've gotten away with the third verse. And I mean, that's now. why songs are only like a minute and a half, two and a half minutes long now. There used to be four-minute songs, three straight verses and a... Couple choruses and a bridge, you know what I'm saying? Like, and you might get an outro where the niggas talking shit for like a minute or there two. You go. You know? See, it's just yeah, the third verse, man. It's like maybe our niggas just not as creative as they used to be. I don't know. You know, I'm I'm willing to say yes, and also I just feel like attention spans are just like niggas. <laughs> That's probably more like it. We is not trying to hear that third verse. Go on to the <laughs> next song. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're going to go ahead and end today's show there. But, yo, uh, be good. And if you can't be good, at least be the best that you can be. Hey, man, if you can't do that, at least make your mama proud. Can't do that. Use them turn signals. Like I said, they they turning the clock back in two weeks. That means it's going to get dark like around 4 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, motherfucker, use them goddamn turn signals so we can see your stupid ass. If you want to make that right, make that right. Whatever. It's getting dark. Daylight Savings, Halloween, Ash Ketchum. <laughs> I'm just saying random shit now. There you go. Hey, y'all have fun for Halloween. Be safe out there Be because safe. everybody's sure. crazy. Adults, children, everybody. Everybody sure. make sure you you uh check your kitties' bags. Make sure they don't get no dangerous candies and shit. Uh-huh. And yeah. uh, y'all just, hey, wash your hands, wash your ass. We love you. We'll holler at y'all yes, later. Yes, sir. <laughs> Peace. Deuce. <laughs>